1: Good morning and welcome to Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquins, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800 to the website at allamericangold.com and it is Wednesday already. Uh, we got a little bit. I guess, of a relief rally today. We'll see if it holds. Uh didn't hold yesterday. The Dow finished down uh, about 300 points again yesterday. But right now, up 200. Uh, gold's up almost a dozen right now. 17.15. Silver's up 30 cents. Uh, squarely back above $18 here. Uh, crude oil, interesting enough, crude oil's down, yet gasoline prices in... A large part parts of the country rising uh, because imbalances in, in supply, all kinds of other things. OPEC actually cut oil production. It's more symbolic. Uh, 100,000 barrels yesterday. Uh, this oil market is very, very interesting uh, because I think they've made the decision, Jason, this just me. Hey, we're going to keep gasoline low. We don't care how high diesel goes. Diesel here in Arizona, back to $5 and rising. But either way, again, very, this is short-lived. Uh, the supply situation hasn't changed unless unless we have a, a depression coming uh, very, very quickly. Uh, the demand situation uh, still still too big. Uh, for crude oil really to, to have any meaningful effects right now. Uh, supplies aren't able to build with the demand that we have, Jason. But it is interesting. I think all the markets are confused. Europe's talking about trying to put price caps on energy. Jason, this is a policy that they always say, hey, we shouldn't have done that. These don't work. Price caps don't work. That's a bad idea. But when things really get tough, they always seem to want to bring it back out.
2: Yeah, that's, that's right, Joe, and, and uh, we know that oil is not going to stay down at this price range the way things are set up. So uh, yeah. here's the other thing. You, you've been talking about natural gas. I'll, I'll know, That's going to be the big thing here in the next couple of months. Summer's going away, and uh, then the natural gas goes up. You know, it's already up. it, it going to get cheaper when everybody starts using it to heat their homes. Uh, and Yeah, and
1: heating oil for the east. I don't know how much heating oil is used on the west, uh, but heating oil, uh, another – Major way people heat homes in the east, uh, very expensive uh, right now as well. Uh, And then, you know, the state of the the consumer out there, uh, the biggest jump in credit card debt since 1999. They're saying that credit card debt held by households in the United States Surged 13% in the second quarter, the largest increase in debt since 1999, according to the Federal Reserve. More consumers increasingly uh, relying on credit cards to pay their bills. And, of course, we know as interest rates rise, Jason, those minimum payments uh, rise as well. But listen to this. Credit card balances increased by 46 billion dollars uh the second biggest source of overall debt last quarter that's not supposed to how how credit cards are supposed to work uh obviously the the biggest if you will uh increase in debt should be through a home purchase right that's that's big right you know most people you know we're not billionaires and, and pay cash for the house so it normally goes home unfortunately then student loan debt, then automobiles, and credit cards is always the, the smallest level of growth. Uh, and it jumped to number two uh, behind mortgages, Jason.
2: Credit card companies going to love the digital currency because they know that uh, it's going to be free government money to those that can't pay their bills. And pressure, because they'll give less money to those up higher, so that's going to be more credit card use. Because, hey, they know how to work hard and and cover those monthly bills, Joe. So I bet the credit card companies are just licking their chops at the digital currency, Joe.
1: Well, and again, this is uh, another situation, right, too. We didn't think about this either, right? Uh, How is that going to affect all of the... Uh, credit card debt that's out there, uh, all of that remains to be seen. Uh, Canada today raised interest rates three quarters of a percent, uh, as expected. I'm pretty much thinking universally outside of Japan because they've all, Japan's just given up. Uh, I think we're going to see all the other major central banks, which it really, us, uh, the EU, all going three quarters of a point. Uh, which is, again, going to make housing, which already housing. Uh, people are buying homes now, housing down 25%. Uh, refinance, this is down 83%. Uh, as of this morning, the new 30-year fixed 6.25%. Last week, the average... Was five nine four, uh, but then again, that was the. Average. By the end of the week last week, it had it jumped to over six percent. Jason, now this morning, thirty-year six at six two five, is going to put homes out of reach again for more and more people.
2: Yeah, man, it's. Uh, I, I know some people that are uh, trying to buy a house uh, currently. They got the uh, the best rate they could get, six percent, good credit, six percent. Yeah. So it's it's going up, yeah. Joe. It's. Go- I think the mortgage companies the. Uh, they're trying their best to keep it a little, you know, a little lower than they should, but it's uh, it, the the dam is breaking, and they're gonna you know, they're gonna you know jack up those rates here soon, and that's gonna be seven and eight percent then.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, uh, think about where you know we're gonna get three quarters, and then I think they're gonna do fifty fifty. So that's another point on top of that. Uh, I don't see how I, I actually uh, mortgage rates at seven plus percent, possibly eight percent by the end of the year. Man, who would have thought? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 80-9510592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here on this Wednesday. In, in case you missed it uh, yesterday, the the EU announcing major bailouts of all of its uh, energy companies, and then uh, to follow that up, now trying to come up with a plan for price controls. Uh, and again this is just another symbol of how out of touch uh the central bankers are uh jason they lied to us the whole time about inflation they tried to pretend uh that it wasn't happening and and of course everybody knew otherwise they purposely created uh this war with with Russia and ukraine and and now it's it it's causing poverty Let, let's just Call it what it yeah. is. Take Arizona as an example. This is, I would say, a boom state, right? You know, when you think about uh, the states that are doing better, I think like Florida, Texas, Arizona, Colorado, right? I, th- I think those states come to mind. You know, maybe maybe North Carolina as well, uh, kind of being the states that that are are prospering in all of this. Uh, here in, in Arizona, as an example, ev- evictions. Right? Think about when you get to the eviction uh, stage. This is this is people that are leaving now the, the middle class, the working middle class, the lower middle class, and obviously people already in the lower class getting ready to become homeless. Eviction filings in Arizona, the highest in 30 years in August, uh, 6,574 eviction notices in Maricopa County alone, Jason. And again, this is just another sign.
2: You know, you talk about uh, the government uh, essentially taking over energy in, in Europe. But, you know, we kind of have a, a little bit of a preview. You know, it's, it's, it's been very quiet, but Japan bought the entire stock market. <laughs> Because they don't have the world reserve currency, so they did the best thing they could. They just kept buying everything that was in their power. You know, the, the government of Japan owns the entire country and all the companies there because they own the majority of the stock there now. This is where we're headed. When, when we talk lords and peasants, Joe, it's because there's going to be a government overlord and their corporations and then the lower class because the middle class and the business class will be gone, Joe. So it's, Japan has already shown it. It's been very quiet, but Japan has done this. Same thing. Europe is following suit.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, how about this? Uh, it, it, okay, Boom Company. We talked about boom states. Amazon, obviously. But Bezos is what, the second richest guy in the world now? Says it is scrapping plans to build dozens. And by the way, the dozens, uh, 48 warehouse facilities across the United States citing slow sales growth they said that they're uh, planning to either close or abandon uh, f- I'm sorry I said 48, 42 facilities across the to- uh, a country listen to this 25 million square feet of uh, un- 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 unusable space uh, Amazon also said it's, it's the, the delaying the opening of 21 other locations. So really, Jay, we're talking about 63 locations, and it's Amazon.
2: Yeah. Well, I- so you
1: know when, they, when they, they they build a location, you're talking, you know what? I don't know on average what half a million square feet on average.
2: <laughs> I saw a video a guy in California who who uh, he watches what's going on, and he t- talking about the glut of cars suddenly that's happening. All these cars. And one of the lots, the, one of the auction lots he was showing, had like thirty to forty of these Amazon vans being just auctioned off and get 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 rid of them. You know, you, usually, you don't get rid of fleets of, of vans if things are going in the right direction. And with this great reset that we're heading into, I think there's gonna be a lot of drones here in the near future dropping stuff off. So they don't have to pay that driver at all. So why build another warehouse when you can get uh, essentially the uh, the Goodyear blimp carrying a bunch of drones and packages all automated, Joe? That's I've seen yeah, these things. It,
1: and, again, I only bring that up because, again, we're just putting signs together here. Uh, we've never had this environment. This is a brand new, whether they want to admit it or not, this is a brand new environment, which is we... They don't want to say recession. That's fine. I guess if you want to change what you said the definition of a recession was. Listen, I didn't make up the definition of a recession. Jason didn't make it up. This is what the central bank said a definition of a recession was. Two straight quarters of declining growth, which we've already had. Uh, We're on our way to a third straight quarter of declining growth. But they're saying, no, it's not a recession, because here's the reality, Jason. Never ever has the Fed been raising interest rates during a recession and here's the thing they're not just raising rates a little bit it's not like hey this is wait we did one last one before we realized it no this is the you know think about this the 75 basis points even though it's not enough it's still the largest rate hikes that that the Fed has done in what 25 years Thirty years.
2: That's right, Joe. And and, and remember, a couple. Of, I, I was looking at the, the the minutes of the meeting. I think two months ago from the Fed, and they mentioned inflation like ninety four times and didn't use the word recession at all. And then of course, Joe, Joe Biden came out and decided to re, uh, redefine what recession is, so, uh, because what you're talking about, Joe, is happening. So we'll we'll just change the definition of what's going on around us. So you know, you, you, it, that's the president working in the pocket of the Fed, telling everybody exactly that not a recession. Yeah, that's we got, We got to re, redefine, Joe, right? we got to change the, the meaning of it. It's not happening, yeah, Joe. And, it's not happening.
1: And again, they can change it all they want. It doesn't change the fact. This has never been done. Uh, how bad are things getting? The British pound hit the lowest levels now since 1985. Uh, it is now uh, on the precipice of hitting the lowest levels ever ever and again that's not a good thing that just tells you how bad things are look at the euro the euro's below a dollar the pound the weakest since 1985 right the euro the weakest since almost inception you know the euro started out at about 75 cents uh didn't stay there that long uh has been squarely over a dollar for a for all of this millennial, and and now, Jason, we've got two of the most industrialized places in the world talking about uh, the U.K., talking about Germany and France and Spain and Italy, getting ready to implode. And, and of course, once again, right? nobody's warning you about what this is going to do to the banks because they don't want you to know.
2: And, Joe, and essentially a lot of this has already happened. You know, things and decisions are made, and then you, see, you feel it even up to years later. Just last night, I was at a uh, – you know, Jack and I and my, and my wife, Brooke, we all went to a restaurant. And this restaurant's owned by a guy that I, I, I delivered pizzas for. I was a pizza delivery driver for a lot, a lot of years. I bought my house and I was able to stay in my house off of being really smart, off of just being a pizza delivery driver. My wife was, uh, was a stay-at-home mom to raise our son. And through pizza delivery only, back in 2004, 2005, 2006, 7, 8, I was, I did that all on that job. So I was talking to him. we were like, hey, how's how's the old uh, pizza joint going? And he's like, he's talking and He's like, oh, we don't even do delivery anymore. We can't do that. We just have Doordash and whatever. There's like two two delivery services. They just do it. And, and and think about what you know. because most people don't understand what that means. When I was a pizza delivery driver, you you made minimum wage or a little better wages. Then you got paid for the use of your car on every delivery to help pay for the car, and then you got the tips. Okay, so, so there's 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 a way to make some pretty decent money, kind of like a waitress. And you got the minimum wage, minim minimally a minimum wage. Well, the DoorDash guys don't get minimum wage. They don't get paid uh, very much for these deliveries. They have, this is this is how you condense and and make the average working man. Settle for less and less and less. I don't, Joe, I don't know how a pizza delivery driver, even as, as as crafty as I was, could ever buy a house delivering pizzas at, at all, or delivering these with these food services. Joe.
1: Yeah, and you know it. It's people forget these things, right? These are, uh, but these are the realities. No one in the right way. You could buy a house as a pizza delivery driver. You could. You could back in the day. Uh, you could. You could have moved out. On a minimum wage job. When I was growing up, everybody I knew that moved out. You moved out of your parents' house. Listen, you were you were eighteen, and by and large, I mean there were some exceptions, but uh, if you were eighteen and you weren't going to college, you moved out of your parents' house, and you did it on a minimum wage job, and paid rent, and did all that you didn't need. You know, five roommates or, or or anything like that. You know, you may you know you, you may split the cost. Hey, I got I got a roommate. We, we split costs. But the bottom line is, Jason, you could do it then. Uh, it, it's it's not doable today. Matter of fact, listen to this: sixty seven percent of all the all the kids, and I say kids. So let's. Uh, uh, by the way, kids now have got a new definition. Apparently, if you're under the age of forty. Uh, you're still a kid now, Uh, 67% of people that had to move back in with their parents because of COVID, Jason, they're still there. They're (laughs) still at mom and dad.
2: And you're talking about years ago how it was different, same as me, but uh, now we live in a world where people in their 50s are moving back home to their parents who are in their 70s. (laughs) This is the world we live in. You know, a lot of people make – you know, there's, there's a little cracks about, hey, Hispanic people, you know, there's too many people living in, in a small one-bedroom apartment. Well, there's a reason for that. You, you pool your resources. You're doing what you can to, to make it work. And now, look, we have people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, maybe even their 60s, moving back home if their parents are still alive, if that asset's even available. Then everybody else is just maxing out on credit cards and going into Food line Show.
1: Yeah, and, and it's something where, uh, you know, uh, we can sit there and pretend that oh well yeah I'm there I'm I'm helping my parents you know uh, take care of themselves. <laughs> Listen, we, yeah. the reality is simple. You're there because you have to be, uh, because it's not affordable. Joel, and, Joel, and have you heard the it, stories?
2: Yeah. Have you heard the stories of the people where the uh, the the parent dies, and uh, well they just sort of wrap 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 the parent up in, in plastic so they can keep collecting that government check because they have no way of paying for anything else these stories are becoming more common hey dad died i'm living with him i got no income wrap him in plastic and, and i'll keep collecting the check because i have no other way of, of feeding myself joe this is the kind of things are getting ready to happen
1: and and again this is happening over and over on scales that everybody everybody i know everybody in my friend group has adult children i mean adult children this isn't This, I'm not talking about, you know, my youngest son who's a a sophomore in college, right? When college is over for the summer, he comes home. He gets a job, saves some money, so he can go back to school with some money in his pocket. But the bottom line is, uh, my older son at, uh, 23 years old, he, he's rare. He's rare now, 23 years old, and he doesn't live with mom and dad. And, you know what, not only does he not live with mom and dad, Sarah and I, we do not support him. He pays his own bills. Uh, You know what, he pays for his own health insurance. You know what, the only thing we pay for, he's on our our cell phone plan just because it doesn't cost us, whether he was on our plan or not on our plan, it wouldn't cost us any more or less. Uh, But other than that... We don't pay for anything. And Joe, and
2: Joe, there's only one difference. Rare. One difference between your son and some other kid that can't do that is one thing. It's one thing. It's education. The reason that people listen to shows like this is so they can figure out what's going on, so they can make better decisions. Your son has been educated to understand how money works and how to navigate the world we live in. This is why people listen to Patriot Trade News Hours because, hey, if you want, you want a kid that's like Joe's kid. Listen in. Uh, gold and silver is a big part of it, and and uh, we're going to. Uh, Joe's going to always bring this information to you, Joe. You
1: know, and and, and something I'll, I'll, I'll give you. So our our younger son, like I just told you, right? He's a sophomore. We we got him a credit card. Uh, it's tied to his bank account, but mom, you know, mom and dad are helping him build credit. He is. Extremely intelligent. Wait, wait till, wait till I tell you this story. This is a conversation my wife and son had the other day. We'll be right back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, Joe and Jason, and you know, we're just talking about uh, the state of things, and you know, education, and not you know. Education from a parents' perspective, education from a schooling perspective, are, are are two different things, and and it's amazing, you know, what what's happened to the school system, uh, in in this new woke uh, environment, uh, and what they don't teach these kids. It's it's not surprising when I see stories about credit card balances now being the second biggest driver of debt growth in the in the second quarter uh this year uh, this just tells you how uneducated people are and they go about it. they want to make sure these kids don't know uh anything about debt because they're telling them right hey you've got to go to school you've got whatever you do if you've got to mortgage your future uh, that's what you need to do, and all of these kids have done it and my my oldest or my youngest son's a great example his school because when I went to school you learned all about you learned. They gave, you had a class, an economics class, where you had a checkbook, you had to write checks, right? You wrote, uh, checks for your, your, your rent and your grocery bills, right? They showed you how to, how to manage money. They don't do that. He had no idea how a credit card worked. None. It was hilarious. I'm listening to this conversation with him and his, uh, him and my wife, because my wife told him, listen, I want you to use the card once a month. And then we want you to pay it off. So he he used it, and he he call he calls my wife, and he's just asking questions because he doesn't know. So it's it's a five hundred dollar limit on the card, okay? So he's sitting there thinking that every month he can charge five hundred dollars. <laughs> uh oh! <laughs> right, right. Uh, and my wife's like, no, no, that's how that. If you spent five hundred dollars, if you charge five hundred dollars today, uh, just and this was, you know, let's just say the last day of August. Come September first, you don't get to charge another five hundred dollars, right? You gotta, you gotta pay off the balance. And then my wife was explaining to him again because this isn't our money. I'm not paying his credit card, right? This is pay, being paid for from the job that he got over the summer. And and he, my wife tells him, listen, if you don't pay that balance off. They're going to charge you 18% interest. And I laughed because I thought probably more like 24, but okay. But still, she goes, so if you want to throw away 18 cents of every dollar, uh, only make the minimum payment. Now, my son does the right thing. He, he, he ended up paying off the entire balance. But he was clueless, Jason. How is it? That these kids—he's a sophomore in college—and they didn't even explain to him how credit cards work. Because what's the first thing that happens at a college campus, right? Hey, sign up for this credit card. Look, we're giving you free money. They don't even know how to manage money.
2: Debt slavery, man. It starts with your school loans, and then it goes to the credit cards, and uh, that's why you have doctors that uh, are—they do all the hard work and do all those extra years of school, and and, uh, they get out of. They get out and get their own practice, and they're still paying on this debt. And uh, that's when the uh, medical industry comes in, and says, "Well, I can help you out that debt. Well, you got these uh, these certain drugs you need to enforce, and we got this uh, this virus showing up, and <laughs> you know it's why, that's why everyone gets
1: manipulated, Joe. It's all tied together. So, and this is just a warning to you parents out there, because, like I said, uh, you know what? My, my, he's a smart kid." But he had no clue. No one ever told them. Don't assume that your kids know about these things. And this is exactly how they want it to be. Because when they apply for those student loans, if they actually knew how it worked, a lot of them would be like, "Wait a minute, wait, I'm going to be stuck." And and this is why when you find out, hey, how, how, you know, we want to just blame the the per- wait, wait, you went. And took out all these student loans. You took out fifty, a hundred thousand dollars worth of student loans, and, and got a degree in history. Hey, that's on you. Well, the realities are, is they never knew how it really worked. They were just told, hey, you got to go to college. Do what you love. Be passionate. Don't worry. Uh, if you get that college degree, uh, you'll be able to pay it off. They have no concept of money, Jason. None.
2: I, I got a friend who's. Uh uh, who's in his 40s, and he's still paying on some of those taco dinners in college <laughs> from his school loans. I mean, yeah, that's obviously just his taco dinner, but he, he, you know, he you get the credit card and you get the school loans, you get to buy whatever oh, yeah. you need. Oh,
1: they do a great job. Hey, not only were they – it's not like they're – hey, we're going to pay for your school. We're going to pay for your room and board. Heck, we're going to even give you some extra so you can buy food, right? You can essentially, if you if you're uh, got decent enough grades, you can essentially go to college, not work, and 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 feed yourself and do all that stuff for four years uh, with no concept of what it's actually going to cost you to pay all that stuff back. And, and again, they do it on purpose, right? They rather oh, well you. Do you know how to use the right pronouns? That, that's really more important than knowing how to manage your money?
2: And then Joe Biden goes on TV and says, I'll, I'll, I'll knock $10,000 off that school loan. Uh, wink, wink, nod, nod. vote for me in, uh, in two years. <laughs> Unfortunately, 10000
1: Hey, here's the sad part. right? $10,000 used to be a whole lot of money. Still is a lot of money for most people. But... That's a drop in the bucket, isn't it, on these student loans? It's a drop in the bucket. And, and again, just just go on deferment for a couple of years, and, and you'll have racked up way more than $10,000 of interest uh, all by itself, right? Everybody that hasn't been paying their student loans for the last two years is in for a rude awakening, Jason. Yeah, and, and, again, only because they don't know how it works.
2: The guy I'm talking about, he had those deferred payments uh, like 10, 15 years ago, and they'll, they'll offer you college deferment, hey, you don't have to pay for the next two years. Well, well, You go build up your new job somewhere, and you'll be able to pay this thing off. And, and the, that $10,000, that's just a couple of years worth of interest, Joe.
1: Yeah, it, it, and again, deliberately done. They want to make sure they don't know how it works. And, and, and like Jason said, this, the ferments that they offer after you immediately graduate from college, these poor kids have no idea... What interest does? And next thing you know, they've gone two, three, four years without paying, and and all of a sudden, when with, with the, they used to owe twenty five thousand or fifty thousand, they now owe fifty thousand or a hundred thousand. Just in four years, of, of and nobody told them. Nobody explained it. Nobody went out there and taught them these things. And this was stuff. Listen, this stuff used to be taught in school. Instead, now we get all this other baloney and Common Core. And oh, it's about the process. Doesn't matter if you have the right number, right? Ignorance is bliss because they love debt slaves. That's what they love. Paper Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 80-9510592. gold's up ten 17 thirteen yesterday we had those five dollar liberties the 110th ounce uh, the American gold Eagle uh, you know that barterable material everybody seems to be clamoring for today's the last day uh, 240 by a roll of 50 or more 235. Uh, on a one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagle, uh, this is the the smallest fractional government hallmark coin uh, that the U.S. makes. Uh, and, and Jason, the price is right today at two hundred and forty dollars. Buy, buy fifty or more, two thirty-five at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two.
2: Yeah, people that ordered yesterday, essentially with gold up ten dollars an ounce. Uh, well, there you go. So it's Freebie time, and, and so so Joe's keeping the price at yesterday's price with gold. Listen, up I'm bucks. only doing
1: it because the 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 wholesaler was kind and said, "Listen, I'm going to raise uh, my price on tenth ounce tomorrow." And I said, "Great, let me let me make one last push on them." Uh, so uh, I'd like to say it's out of the kindness of my heart. It's not. It's really not. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And Jason, I do not know the currency markets are just coming undone the Japanese yen one forty five so it was like one forty uh... the other day now one forty five head listen don't be shocked to see the Japanese yen at two hundred don't be shocked i mean that's crazy uh... the the british pound like i said approaching all-time record lows jason these countries are imploding this is a full blown implosion and again if you think somehow the united states escapes that jason it's not possible
2: yeah japan's debt to gdp is the worst in the entire world so that's why they bought up their stock market because they're doing anything they can do to to keep it floating joe and uh if japan japan comes unraveled it's still a big big economy if europe starts to come unraveled it's the same thing joe
1: japan's still a five trillion dollar economy i think it's down now remember You know, 20 years ago, we were number one. Japan was number two. Fast forward to today, depends on how you want to track GDP. If you want to track it in dollars, we're still number one. If you track it in stuff, China's past us. But either way, very close, Uh, right? We're number one. China's number two, but very, very close. Where when Japan was number two, it wasn't close at all. Right, it's like a ten trillion dollar difference. Well, now Japan—they're not number two. Heck, they're not even number three. They're down to the fourth largest because India's passed them as well, and and now all of a sudden, Jason, their, their their whole economic future in free fall because as the currency collapses, what happens? Inflation gets worse, and here's Japan. Japan's already got the the problem of. But if we let interest rates go up, if we fight inflation, then we collapse our economy because we can't pay the debt, which is the same thing that's getting ready to happen in Europe. It's the same thing that's getting ready to happen in England. It's the same thing that's getting ready to happen here. None of this debt is payable. That's why they want to get to this digital currency, Jason.
2: That you know, that's exactly right. That's that's the that's the uh, great reset that you hear. You know, it's it's not like it's a big secret. You know, it's it's happening. World War II was a great economic reset. No matter what anyone tells you about what World War II was, that was a great economic worldwide reset. Uh, what what is going to be the major emergency, or is it going to be a, a multitude of small, uh, medium emergencies? Some some big thing will happen. Don't believe whatever they say on TV, what it is. It's, it's a way to maneuver the economic station of the world permanently. And it's going to happen soon, Joe. It's going to happen. It's, I would say, you know, it, it could be a couple of years. I'll say this. I really, I get the feeling it's going to have to be a Republican president for them to really blow this thing up the way they want.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? I, that, that's That could be as early as 2024, and that's not a lot of time. Uh, at all. Uh, The Fed, a lot of Fed governors are going to be talking this week, kind of laying the groundwork for the rate hike that's coming uh, on the 21st. The Cleveland Fed president, she was out this morning talking about growth and the lack of it. Uh, She says that as far as a whole for next year and the year after we expect growth, I expect growth, she said, to run well below 2%. And, and again, what's well below 2%? Negative 2%, right? I, I don't even know, Jason, if we can get to zero. Right now, third quarter, Atlanta GDP is already down to one point one point four percent A week ago, it was at 2.6. Two weeks ago, it was at 3 uh, I, I think we're going to get the third straight quarter of negative growth and now she's out there saying, well, you know what, for the for the foreseeable future, I see growth well below 2%. We've never raised rates, ever. What people are saying, I see growth well below 2%, and yet here we are. This is the scenario. Jason, I've been laying this out for you day in and day out. It's so easy to see. The, the 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 thing is though they do a good job of hiding it because you know what it's just gradual. Wall Street's been just going down gradually, right? They they've kept a lid on gold, right? They're they're keeping a lid on, on crude oil right now. They're not really letting you know how bad things are in Japan, and England, and 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 Europe. We're starting to hear these rumblings about it. Obviously, we're not hearing how bad things are here at home. But, but I'm going to say this, Jason. Remember what I tell everybody. It's gradual at first.
2: Yeah, and then all at once. And
1: then <laughs> all at
2: once. So, somebody this wants me to, is
1: why you got to be ready.
2: Somebody wants me to elaborate on that Republican comment. L- let's just look at it. 1987, market crash, Ronald Reagan. The uh, Gulf War, that was George Bush Sr. You know, you have the, the, uh, the 9-11. That's George Bush Jr. Right? The 08 housing crash started on George Bush Jr. This is why you, you start it with a Republican and you bring in your socialist blue team to come in and clean up the mess and create even more uh, freedom-stealing policies, Joe. Yeah, boy,
1: that is the pattern, isn't it? the Radio News Hour, our final segment coming up. 800 110th ounce American Gold Eagles. $240 a coin. Fifty or more, two thirty-five. That's a roll. Those are the dimes, the one-tenth ounce American gold eagles, the golden dimes, uh, the best fractional. Well, I said the best, the smallest, really, the smallest fractional gold coin. Which, uh, when gold takes off here, uh, you know, I really think we're going to see, you know, three, four, five thousand-dollar gold. You know, a tenth ounce gold eagle that could be five hundred bucks. So. Uh, put them away while you can. You think I'm wrong? Let's go back to Y2K. Eric was running Y2K specials. These 10-ounce gold eels were $32. <laughs> yeah That's
2: was, a fact. Everything's, bucks. A, That's everything's a, fact. a lot more expensive since, since 2000. Can you imagine how, if you had yeah, those right. prices? Uh, yeah.
1: How about this? Black Rock. You know, the ones that are privately owned by Vanguard. They came out today and said the Fed will not be able to avoid recession. It's not going to be able to bring down inflation back to its 2% target either. They said higher rates won't solve the biggest problem, namely low com- production capacity. This is what I'm saying. Look at crude oil today. They can say the price is 85 bucks or 84 bucks or 83 bucks. but if there's no crude in inventory, There's no crude in inventory. And this is exactly what they're saying. All the major things, especially energy and food, there's no inventory. Low supply to relative demand. The Fed is going to be surprised by the growth damage caused by its tightening, in our view. When the Fed sees this pain, they are going to stop raising rates. It will be too Late to avoid a contraction in economic activity by then. And again, this is exactly what Jason and I have been telling you. They're going to raise rates without being able to bring down inflation to the point where it breaks. And by that point, Jason, it's too late. BlackRock says the U.S. economy's already stalled. We now see a recession in the cards. They're saying next year. Again, that's because I guess they've changed the definition of a recession. But either way, BlackRock's letting you know a lot more pain is coming, uh, which, again, which is why you're going to see Wall Street's got a lot further to the fall here, Jason.
2: Yeah, you, you, when you brought up Japan, Joe, I just started looking. We're at the end of the show. We'll have to talk about it tomorrow. But, yeah, it's, we're looking at a story. The yen is falling apart. As the Bank of Japan deliberately crashes its currency, think about it. if we, we get these little dividing lines between the BRIC nations and the Western nations. Uh, maybe the easiest thing for manufacturing is to make put it back in Japan. Made in Japan. Remember, remember, hey, Made in Japan, Joe. Remember that. You you know how
1: cheap it is when when they're you know. Could you imagine a yen at two hundred? Uh, how cheap it would be for them to make all the cars and all that stuff again like they used to back there uh, that that's another uh, really good point as well so uh, one of the things that that I, I guess really what we're saying right now to big business is don't do it here because look how strong the dollar is it's going to cost you way too much uh, another great point which is why I think Blackrock saying hey the economy's already stalled they just don't know it yet. They're hiding behind uh, these fluffed-up numbers, Jason. And this is what happens when you don't deal in reality. You can't actually understand what reality looks like if all the numbers you give aren't the reality.
2: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. The, things aren't happening on accident. Things are being manipulated, Joe. It's all rigged. And this is why you got to get yourself protected, Joe.
1: 800